0: The rage and the hatred that followed this decision to overturn Roe v. Wade, and it's not as if this was saying that all abortion in America is going to be uh, outlawed. Effectively, it was saying it's up to the states rather than federal government to decide whether abortion should be in place or not. But it's um, incredible to see how our mainstream media here in Britain and in Europe has portrayed the overturning of Wade in the United States, really saying that this is going back to the Stone Age, this is affecting women's rights. And yet if we look at it from God's perspective, this is preserving human life
1: yeah it really has been interesting to see the backlash that um, this has received It was not uh, hasn 't been quite as sustained in its severity as I anticipated it would be i uh, you know I think it has become very clear, and people have understood uh, actually that this law while um, it 's right that it's been struck down um, it, right now it 's gone back to the state 's power, and so what this in theory means is that actually some states could potentially uh, become more pro-abortion than they have been. Uh, and th- this is one of the things we need to pray against and this is where the pro-life lobby and uh, organizations, crisis pregnancy help centers, churches need to be prepared in the, in the coming days. What we've seen already in Georgia is that um, there, have been, um, there have, has been an increase in people in some areas voting Democrat. Republican voters cannot become complacent and stop showing up to to vote because all it takes is for Democrat voters to um, vote in someone who 's very pro abortion uh, to, to vote in uh, legislatures who are able to uh, basically promote pro uh, abortion legislation in each state that 's what 's happening in some places, um, but there are encouraging signs that many states will continue to remain. Very pro-life. Uh, my home state. I was thankful. Uh, the state of Arkansas, the state of Mississippi. Uh, there were others as well. I believe Missouri. Um, they they have already put in, along, along with so many others, um, pro-life legislation. It's anticipated uh, th- that around half of the states will continue um, to have uh, v- very strong heartbeat bills or. Uh, complete bans on abortion
0: and of course this is one of the uh, legacies of uh, president trump as well the fact that he pointed two conservative mm. uh, judges to the u.s supreme court particularly uh, amy barrett who uh, has taken an incredible brave and courageous decision to go against the u.s media to go against the biden administration and to do what she feels right in her own conscience on behalf of america and we know that spiritually as well that that uh, the, that abortion uh, actually pollutes the spiritual atmosphere of a nation. It turns God against the nation. And, uh, you know, you want to feel the contrast. Go to a nation where, uh, where there are abortion laws in place and then go to a nation like ours where they're not. And you'll find that you'll see the spiritual difference uh, massively. Um, of course, the other issue I think we need to discuss as it relates to this topic as well is that Biden was able to make capital out of this uh, uh, road v way, overturning by the Supreme Court in the midterm elections in November uh, to kind of galvanise the uh, democratic uh, support base for for him. Now, one of the issues that we we, we talked about, and and this is, uh, I think, a constant theme of 2022, was that we are moving so close towards a digital currency that we're moving uh, so close towards a cashless society that we covered a news story where you could actually have a credit card chip in your hand as a little chip. And we ask, is this moving towards the mark of the beast?
1: Yeah, it's again following on from a couple of conversations we've had. This particular story was uh, quite disturbing. And at the same time, you, you can find an element of dark humor in it in that uh, these chips weren't particularly working. Uh, so the, the company had installed uh, the, these chips in people's hands. I believe in Sweden, uh, if I recall it correctly, uh, a, a good number of people had signed up, were very, very keen. This was being uh, presented as a, a Possible initiative that would, um, you know, if, if successful, spread globally. Um, but there were already r- reports of um, some some tills not accepting the. Uh, the yeah. Because <laughs> I, m- I remember covering this story
0: is literally the chip is literally a, a rice grain uh, of size of a, a, a grain of rice. Grain basically. of rice. Yeah. Sorry. And uh, you put that into then injected into your hand, under your skin, under your right hand. And uh, you can go to anything like a contactless card and put it there and it will actually scan your hand rather than actually finding your credit card, putting your credit card out and it's all, all done for convenience. Now, the one thing we we see, whether it's the uh, Leon Musk's uh, cars, for example, the latest high-tech cars, or whether it's this uh, chip in your hand as a as a credit card, that uh, people that are into tech and innovation sign up for this massively. So we know that it has teething problems. I think the Um, The inventor was a a Polish-British businessman who invented this idea. And of course, we, we can see that this is the direction that they're taking. So let's have a look back at this previous edition of Behind Headlines where we talk about how a company has developed a chip that you can have in your right hand that acts as a debit or credit card. This is quite a headline uh, in the in the papers. So it says it was entitled "Would you plant a debit, uh, tiny debit card chip in your hand? Forget fingerprint or face recognition, biometric payments is being touted as the future." And this is also connected with uh, the global move towards uh, transhumanism.
1: Well, we're definitely seeing an increase in pressure toward. transhumanistic fulfillment of um, various theories and essentially the sort of thing that we were seeing in sci-fi films back in the eighties and nineties particularly uh, becoming reality. So much of what we're seeing um, being presented as possible for the near future it looks like Robocop, We've talked about Captain America, Iron Man, even so nice of- Terminator, uh, Blade Runner, all of those sorts of things where you look and think, this is, the... all of these things were dystopia. We have to remember that. Um, so much of what is sci-fi that's been out there for years that looks like it's becoming reality was rooted in some dystopian view of the future. but. People continue to regress toward that place wherein uh, there is absolute chaos, there's absolute um, denial of objective truth, uh, absolute rebellion against God's design for us. We have individuals like Elon Musk, who, uh, you know, is very wealthy in the top five wealthiest individuals on the planet, billionaire big in space exploration, big in driving forward this um, electric car company, Tesla and all that it's involved in, but also a massive advocate for transhumanism Musk has spoken of how he desires to uh, do further research, and almost as a pet project, see uh, about the possibility and potential of merging the human consciousness with the cloud, this uh, digital uh, interface that is, is out there for storing information. And in, in Musk's idea, eventually, the merger of consciousness with the cloud will enable us to have eternal life. Okay, well, we, we know how we can have eternal life. Jesus tells us how we can have eternal life. God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And we're looking forward to that day of resurrection. But th- that we can't believe. That we don't want to believe in this post-truth society. But merging the human consciousness with the cloud, we'll go for that. What we're doing, Simon, is essentially the modern-day equivalent of the Tower of Babel. Yeah, you know, this transhumanism stuff isn't going away. We continue to see developments towards it. We've talked in the past about how this is going to only increase and there'll be further adaptation of the human body. Elon Musk has talked about trying to... Link human consciousness to the cloud, uh, however impossible we think some of these things may be, uh, th- that's not what's uh, <laughs> that's not no, not the focus. The focus is these are direct attacks against and onslaughts against the reality of God's authority, uh, creating a Tower of Babel-esque um, attitude of arrogance and pride toward our Creator.
0: No, absolutely. And of course, if we have a look at the direction that technology is is placing, I remember reading one article soon that the the founder of Google reckons that Google will be placed within two years by artificial intelligence. Um, We also see that uh, the introduction within the next couple of years of robots doing kind of manual jobs and manual tasks, which means that so many people are gonna be unemployed as well. So, you know, with this technological advancement, and the closer this technology develops, and particularly the uh, technology of artificial intelligence is moving forward, mm. it means that we are moving more towards an authoritarian future, uh, a more dystopian future, mm. because within, within these developments of new technology, it's giving power into the elite hands. And of course, then the great danger isn't, is developing now is that they're creating artificial intelligence that is actually more intelligent than, than humanity, and no. then who controls what? Is it, does it become the AI robots that become more powerful than mankind? Or is man still able to control them? Or would they be used to bring about an authoritarian regime and that's the direction that we're heading in? Um, I mean, so many different moral questions are, are posed by this, particularly as I think it would have been unimaginable even a few years to think that you could have a chip the size of a rice grain in your right hand that would act as a debit card reader. You combine that with putting on your your ID uh, on it, your identification, your passport, your doctor's certificate, your place of work, insurance details, and before you know it, yeah, you've got the mark of the beast. But we know that the mark of the beast, when it looks in the book of Revelation 13, it talks about how the Antichrist forces those rich and poor to receive the beast, but first they must worship the beast, in other words worship Satan, before they receive the mark of the beast. Oh,
1: we're also seeing, uh, as you, you mentioned, some of those advancements in AI and robotics. Uh, the- In San Francisco, they recently, thankfully, they struck the the introduction of this law down. It's only a matter of time before um, others, or maybe San Francisco, introduces a law allowing armed robots. You can find this. It sounds ridiculous, but uh, there actually was this attempt to introduce armed robots to uh, the San Francisco uh, police force, um, to introduce them to particular zones where there was some violent crime or there needed to be... That's never going to go bad, is it? Yeah, it, it, it was, how many times have we mentioned Blade Runner, RoboCop, uh, Brave New World, 1984 in the past year in terms of
0: Terminator, Terminator, Terminator and uh, there's oh. another one as well, um, The Minority Report.
1: That's it. Yeah, yeah. All of these things, yeah, you kind of look and think it's not a good idea. It's bad. It, it's a bad idea. That, that, that's the whole premise of these sci-fi films. But we're seeing a lot of what is in the past been viewed as sci-fi, beginning to play out in reality. And when it's sci-fi, it makes for a good movie, perhaps, but when it becomes reality, then we should start asking some very serious and profound questions.
0: It also gives a different meaning to uh, defunding the police. You're giving the police's jobs to robots uh, with guns. Uh, And if you think of two thousand,
1: what was that? um, That film, Space. um, uh, What is it? Space. Space Space, Yeah, maybe it's Space Odyssey. The one where HAL, the computer, basically refuses orders. Uh, Computers can start refusing orders. Robots can refuse um, orders and endanger people's lives. These programs can be overridden. They can be hacked. They can be hijacked. They can be used and abused. They can be used for good, and that's the difficult thing. Everything generally that's perverted and used for evil has a good purpose. It can be good. That's the history of mankind, though, is it not? There's a lot of good, uh, but so much that God created that was good, everything that He created that was good, we've managed to take and pervert in some way.
0: No, absolutely. Other stories, I think, that that made real significance in uh, 2022, I mean, if we take for, uh, uh, Israel, they had uh, another uh, general election, I think the fifth general election in three years in November, uh, where the Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu was... Uh, actually won the election. It's a question of whether he can put the coalition together in time. Um, so we'll know by the end of this, showing of this program or not, whether Israel faces another election. We also see that Israel's had, oh, I think, potentially three prime ministers this year, going from Natali Bennett, whose Yil-L-P. own party pulled out of his uh, coalition government. Uh, Yair Lapid became prime minister. Of course, we also then saw the first official uh, state visit uh, on behalf of President Biden to Israel, um, where, he handsh- where he didn't handshake uh, Yair Lapid or Naftali Bennett, but went straight to Benjamin Netanyahu and shook his hand, even though he was the opposition leader. Uh, we also see that uh, Biden was talking up about the friendship and the strategic importance of uh, America's relationship with Israel. Then he goes to the Palestinian Authority on the Mount of Olives and uh, meets with uh, representatives of the PA where not one single Israeli journalist is invited. And then he goes on a rant saying, I know what it's like to be oppressed like the Palestinians because as an Irish American, I know what it's like to be oppressed by the British. So not only did he offend Israel during that trip, he also offended the British as well. And of course, then what he also did was weaken the... um, Uh, the Abraham Accords uh, by wanting uh, Jordan and uh, and also the Palestinian Authority to be a part of that with sensitive military cooperation. But also this also meant that he snubbed Saudi Arabia as well, who was looking to get uh, Saudi oil back onto the market. So kind of a disastrous foreign policy trip for for Biden. But one of the biggest developments, I think, in 2022 uh, um, was the... Regime's war against the women, and uh, how one uh, Iranian Kurdish woman who was detained was beaten up while she's detained by uh, the Iranian morality police sparked unprecedented and i mean unprecedented uh protests and riots throughout the whole regime where they're saying they were shouted death to dictator we also saw that uh, uh religious cities like Qums were were set on fire and said light where they burnt uh, their hijabs um how significant do you think it is that we saw this widespread revolution in iran and because many pe- bible believers people think that the Iranian regime has to be in place in order to fill Ezekiel 38 and 39's invasion of Israel. And yet what we're seeing is that the Iranian people completely rejected political Islam. And there's only a question of time before this regime's days are numbered.
1: Yeah, I think we are seeing some immense progress in the removal uh, at some point, hopefully in the near future, of the Ayatollah and a complete change of the regime. But we, we do have to recognize the power that the ayatollahs have had that uh, that the Iranian regime as it is has uh, you've had thousands tens of thousands hundreds of thousands of people protesting and it's had very little impact okay they've said they've suspended the morality police that they're not going to be active anymore but uh, under whose accountability is that going to remain? You, you can suspend the title, but will you suspend the action? I'm not convinced, uh, because th- this idea of controlling individuals' morality based on how how you're wearing the hijab or not, in um, the instance that to which you referred, featuring the Iranian Kurdish woman who was killed. Um, they, I believe, will continue to try to enforce their rule. I have a friend who, he's a refugee from Iran, and he's told me the story of how he was uh, with a girlfriend on one occasion, and they were set on two park benches um, um, in, in a public place, and they were talking, and um, that they were reprimanded, and he was brought into the um, in, into the police station for a caution because... Um, they were sat in a public place talking and were too close to each other even though they were on two separate park benches. It's bizarre. Um, and, and, and this is what viewers, we, we so often don't understand just the severity of it. We so often think, well, is, it, is it really that bad? And when it comes to Iran, yes, it really is often that bad. Um, the common populace of Iran is in a state uh, where they've had uh, widespread drought and shortages of water. Um, they uh, are really struggling in their economy and they're fed up with the oppression uh, that they've endured for, for so long, for so many years. They were promised much. They were promised much during the revolution and uh, during the removal of the Shah, but uh, they that's all come to very, very little and I think if the people continue to protest, and you begin to see various groups within the military especially, I think that will be critical. If there are any groups within the military, any significant leaders who begin to um, change their mind, who begin to turn towards the people um, with with favour, then uh, you, you have a completely different state of affairs. So, um, here, here's that a little bit of that report asking Has the Iranian regime gone too far in its war against women?
0: The young Iranian woman who was 22 called Masa Mini, who was uh, uh, taken into custody in Tehran for not wearing a headscarf properly, known as the hijab. Uh, we see a picture of her there. And uh, while she was in uh, police custody, Uh, It looks like she was uh, brutally uh, murdered and died in police custody in Iran. And of course, this has sparked the largest protests and demonstrations in Iran's history since the Iranian regime came to power in 1979, that was 43 years ago. And so we're asking, is this the beginning of the end of the Iranian regime? And have the regime pushed the Iranian women? too far. Uh, Reagan. it's uh, great that you can be back on, on Behind the Headlines. I know that you've been doing a lot of, of funerals and uh, weddings and uh, doing a remake of uh, Four Weddings and a Funeral, yeah. to bring up to date. So it's uh, good to have you back on the programme.
1: It's good to be back, Simon, good to be back. And um, what an important topic to come back to. It's a topic that's very close to my heart, as uh, for some time uh, the people of Iran have been on my mind and in my prayers Particularly as in our church, we have had a number of men uh, who have themselves faced great ostracization from their families because of their faith in Christ from Iran. Um, I've been to Kurdistan. It's interesting you know, that um, the Kurds have been very vocal in expressing their condemnation of um, Iran over this particular event.
0: And also, who can forget those uh, very, very uh, moving scenes um, in England's opening game against the Islamic Republic of Iran when those uh, brave uh, Iranian footballers refused to sing the Iranian national anthem in solidarity with the women and the people of Iran protesting for their freedoms. And we also saw many of those footballers uh, who actually called that Iran should be kicked out of Qatar World Cup 2020. And many of them even hid the uh, the badge on their shirts, which is the flag of the Iranian regime. Uh, And we have to pray for the people of Iran that they would have the courage and protection, that God would do something miraculous in that nation, as we know that the gospel is spreading like wildfire in the world's most dangerous regime.
1: Yeah, absolutely, Uh, Simon. Now, the situation in Iran can be described as dystopian. We uh, looked at the beginning of the year and saw uh, and have seen throughout that Russia's actions in Ukraine, dystopian. um, This word has come up time and time again, but we had uh, also an exploration of uh, something that is a a little futuristic, but uh, you look at it and you think, well, this is, uh, actually not going to be that far away. Uh, we asked the question, will Neom be a city of the future or a dystopian nightmare, and we explored this new Saudi Arabian city that is referred to as Neom or the line, and uh, yeah, basic, well, see what you think. <laughs> the vision behind the multi-billion pound megacity, NEOM, that is being built in Saudi Arabia. It's a futuristic city. The concept uh, features renewable energy. Located in the desert, the city is known simply as The Line. And as we'll see in a little while, um, there's a reason as to why it is called The Line, but it is uh, 200 meters across, 110 me- uh, miles long, that is aimed to be the home of some 5 million people. People. It will have its own digital currency, will be run almost entirely by artificial intelligence with facial recognition cameras everywhere. The question we're asking this evening is, is this the city of the future or will it be a dystopian nightmare? Or Simon, could it possibly be both?
0: I think it could be both. Um, What was extraordinary, I I don't know if you remember back to 2020 and we we saw some adverts on our television for uh, NEOM Mm. that appeared on television, something about this new futuristic um, settlement or civilization that was being built and by the Saudis. And and I didn't really kind of know what it was, but after just seeing a little bit more watching this, vision, uh, the Saudi vision for this uh, new city, Neon. Uh, it seems that this is the most advanced futuristic city now being built anywhere on the planet. Uh, and of course, it does have repercussions for uh, Bible prophecy. Um, is using all the latest technology and also wants to use technology that hasn't even been built yet. I mean, they're talking about this cost could cost in the region of over one trillion uh, US dollars to actually build. Uh, It's meant to be in place by uh, 2030. um, And uh, we'll we'll just see, but but it's extraordinary to think that this is the idea of the future. It's a cashless society where Uh, Artificial intelligence or AI meets our our needs, uh, supplies us with with food, you've got robots taking out your rubbish, Um, there's no need for cars because there's a supersonic transportation system that you can run, go from one end of the line, which is this uh, 5 million uh, capacity city from one end of Saudi Arabia to the other. Um, but also has huge implications for Israel, uh, for Egypt, and the Crown Prince of uh, Saudi Arabia wants to see this as being the new hub in the Middle East to rival that of Dubai. And, and it goes definitely into the realms of sci-fi. So just a reminder, if you want to see uh, previous editions or behind the headlines, uh, issues and topics that we've covered, in 2022 then go to our website revelationtv.com go on video on demand on Behind the headlines to watch the back catalogue of programs even going into 2020 um, plus also on our youtube channel as well and also want to thank you for watching Behind the headlines in 2022 as we've unpacked some of the major key prophetic developments that have occurred this year
1: thank you so much for tuning into this special review edition of the uh, 2022's major events uh, from behind the headlines. We're not going anywhere. God willing, we still will be here in 2023, and we're looking forward to bringing you more insights, we hope, insights that are both biblical, helpful, practical, um, and uh, transforming as well, as you consider the practical applications uh, in 2023. So, Happy New Year. Uh, we ask that God would bless you and keep keep you as we enter into 2023 and look forward to seeing more of you on Revelation TV.